Welcome to yet another episode of Breaking Business Barriers, episode number 86. You know, we're, we're rounding, uh, we'll be coming up on year number two, Jared. It's, it's amazing. And so this is Brent Duhame, your host, joined by Bio with Ty, also known as Jared Ty. He is a wonderful co-host. And, and if you don't know, Jared is in the real estate business and, uh, and has become a really good friend of mine. Over time, we met via, I guess, a referral via social media, and we had a lot of liking commons, and, and here he is, uh, co-host of Breaking Business Barriers. Man, glad to have you. Oh, I better not forget, uh, also, our sponsor, American Option Insurance. Say, if you need some insurance, you uh, you can look those guys up, American Option Insurance, and what states they operate in. Also, you can find uh, the, the owner of the company or the co-owner of the company, Brandon Straws. I've known him since the late 90s, but uh, good people over there. But Jared, man, was shaking. Man, staying really busy. I'm, I'm really excited about our episode today. So we are kind of turning the table, so to speak, and I am interviewing the interviewer. Uh, so uh, guys, uh, this will be really fun to learn about the host of Breaking Business Barriers, the founder, and uh, Pretty interesting guy, if I don't say so myself. Well, you know, we normally don't edit, so we may have to we may have to do some edits. You know, I've, I've not been on this side of the on this side of the mic per se, but uh, man, yeah, hit me, hit me with what you got, and we'll uh, we'll get after it. And, and once we're done, we have some people to thank. You know, we've done uh, previously eighty five episodes, and certainly we've met some. Uh, Met a lot of really cool people and, and which led them to a lot of cool places and what have you. So we'll wrap it up with that. And this time of year, which we're recording towards the end of the year, we're in December of 2020. And with that, there's a lot of reflection. But uh, all right. All right, JT, what do you got for me, man? Hit me hard. Yeah. So I'd love to start with uh, just your background. What can you tell us about your uh, background for our listeners that don't that don't know about you? Well, I didn't know it at the time, but I grew up, uh, you know, how fortunate I was. I grew up in a little town called Elk Point, South Dakota, small, small farming community in the southeastern, really the very southeastern tip of South Dakota. And literally, you could be in Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota if you were driving all within 15 minutes of where I grew up. I was actually born in Sioux City, Iowa. And, um, and looking back, you know, it was a lot of hard work on, on a family farm, you know, a lot of hours, and you expect to get good grades which I did sometimes. And then, uh, you know, work, did all the sports, you know, all around the seasons, sports. And, and I can thank both my mom and dad for a work ethic, you know, which, uh, you know, there was really no, uh, you know, if you didn't get it done on the farm then nobody else was going to do it for you. And so, you know, that, that led to going, going to college. I was the first one in my media family to go to college. Yeah, I'm the oldest of, uh, at the time, I've got, I had a sister and, and two brothers. Unfortunately, my sister's passed away at a very young age due to that uh, darn, darn cancer stuff. But, but uh, you know, life, life throws uh, curve, curve balls. And, and I graduated college, went to the big city of Des Moines, Iowa. You know, and if people want to make fun of Des Moines, it's also known as the mound. Um, that's, a, that's a French term for Des Moines. But uh, I thought I was in the big city, died and gone to heaven, wearing a suit every day to work, and uh, met a lot of incredible people along that path from Des Moines to, to uh, you know, I thought I thought getting promoted meant moving, so I made sure we moved. I met my wife, actually, in Des Moines. She was going to med school, 
And uh, she luckily, I guess I was a good enough sales guy to number one, um, call her my bride, but uh, we also moved from Des Moines to Minneapolis. Coldest winter in Minneapolis history is the first year that we were married. So um, we did, we, uh, we enjoyed that. Uh, I think it snowed on, snowed on uh, Halloween that year. And the last snow being gone was like May. It was a long winter, but uh, Topeka, Kansas, uh, got promoted again, Kansas city, St. Louis, and then here at, here in Texas. So luckily I had, I had a child born in Kansas and I had one born in Missouri. And uh, this has been home to them for the last almost 18 years. That's a, that's, that's a little, awesome. that's, a, that's a long story, but, but man, there was a lot of travels in there and a lot of tribulations, no, no doubt about it. What a cool background and, and such an American story. You know, you hear about how, um, you know, hundreds of years ago, I, I don't know what the statistics were, but I want to say almost the majority of Americans uh, were raised on farms. And a lot of people credit that to, or credit the work ethic of America to, you know, those humble, you know, beginnings. So how cool that you have, you know, that, that background. What did you guys farm? Corn and soybeans primarily, but a lot of different, uh, primarily that's, that's what it was. And, and uh, then we had uh, livestock and what have you. And, and I got, I got to say, my brothers would say the same thing. My sister, she was uh, a speech and uh, a speech pathologist. And then, uh, you know, grew up farm, farm raised as well. And she was a girly girl though, even though she was on the farm. And I've got a, my youngest brother is, uh, is a doctor of uh, physical therapy. And then I've, uh, my brother, who is 360 days younger than I, is uh, an agronomist, and he he works uh, in uh, the corn and soybean business, and has done a, a wonderful job for his company for the last 20 almost 20 something years now. But doing That's a good job, at, yeah, man. And we and you yeah. know what, we we still love going back to the farm, Jared. And friends from the city always ask, "Hey, can I go with you?" Sure, but uh, you know. That whole that whole thing today has changed. It, uh, yes, there's labor involved. There's no doubt about labor, but you know you sit in the in these great big pieces of equipment that are primarily all digital. I mean, you know, you get it's like a whole NASA. You know, it's like you're in a cockpit, and it really is like that. And uh, you know, you're driving these great big machines, and and through a field, you don't even have to steer it. It's GPS. You set all your <laughs> coordinates and you let it go, you get the end of the field, you know, you, you turn around and hit the button and straight as an arrow. So, so that song, uh, she thinks my tractor sexy has an all new meaning now, huh? Yeah. My, my wife would probably agree with that. Uh, JT was awesome. her first trip to the farm. She, uh, I plunked her. It was in the fall. So my dad was doing some field work and, uh, that, that little firecracker, she hopped right in there and my dad took her for, I don't know how long I drove away for a little while and came back and, and I think she was still ready to stay out there uh, in, in the tractor bouncing around. What a great memory, man. <laughs> so speaking of your beautiful bride, so you were out of college, you were wearing a suit in Des Moines, and uh, you just made the uh, biggest uh, close of uh, perhaps your entire life on, uh, <laughs> on, on uh, your, your wife there. And um, what, what business did you get into? What did you, what did you do out, out of college? I've been in the finance business my entire life. I've, uh, Jared, I've, I've represented three, three, three companies, uh, two of which 
uh, war at war currently public and, and one private private company and and so I've kind of stayed in my lane you know so my whether it's uh, whether it's consumer finance type of things or uh, mortgage banking also uh, having a, having a love for protecting customers as much as we can the different parts of insurance so that's you know, I've kind of stayed in my lane all, all these years. That's awesome. So you, I assume you started out as an employee of a company. Yep. Yep. And did that, uh, you know, uh, of course here at Breaking Business Barriers, we always like to talk about the, uh, the fork in the road. Was there a point in your career that you said, you know what, I'm going to take a big risk and, um, I'm gonna, you know, burn the ships and, uh, you know, was there a point in your career like that where you had to take a major risk? I remember like it was yesterday. It was about uh, 13, 13 years ago or so. I'd, um, and I, I, I worked for a company called Norwest out of the gate that it, it merged. Technically, it merged with uh, Wells Fargo, but Norwest was larger, took the, the Wells Fargo brand name. And, uh, you know, that was, a, that was a great 15 years. I mean, it, it was. I met some wonderful people there, friends of mine today, mentors of mine yet today. But, uh, yeah, I, was, I, I had an itch that I thought we could do it better. And the only way to do that was uh, jump out of the ivory tower and uh, take a chance on myself. And yeah. uh, so long story short, became a partner in a, in a mortgage banking firm that's that actually started in 1992, but it was still, it was still tiny. There were like four employees, but I happen to know the founder of, of the company and said, Hey, I had an idea. Um, kicked it around for a while. So I actually invested into that company, got paid $0 until we started to grow. So the fork of the road for me was, you know, let's, let's get out of this great big corporate where, you know, where it's like a, train trying to take a turn around the, the end of the block not real easy right so let's let's jump into a Porsche and uh, make it happen and and uh, that that was it was uh, it was a good gamble there were some scary times no doubt about it but like anything else taking a risk decided to do it and I had the the support of friends and uh, and in my bride and, and other families so I did it and away away we went so you, you use the word scary. A lot of people would use the word terrifying <laughs> yeah. to go work for a company uh, where you have no guarantee, uh, you know, until the company itself starts performing at a, at a certain level. So when you did that, Brent, did you make that decision with your head or did you make that decision with your heart? Hey boy, I, I think, yeah, that's one of our other that's one of our other questions, right? And I think I'm doing the same thing almost everyone does. Sometimes it's a Definitely with a with a head, but um, I would say a lot of it was calculated. I'm you know I'm not risk adverse, but I just like to know what kind of risk is is going to slap me. And uh, but there's probably some heart stuff in there. You know that's probably what kept me going. Really yeah. was was the heart and and uh, but going into it definitely was was a head thought. So I I like your answer there. I like that you know you didn't just go with your gut. I mean it was calculated. So it sounds like it, you know it was your head and your heart there. Yeah, it, it, it was, you know, and there were some things I thought I had calculated and, and there were other things I didn't. And, you know, there, I went, as I mentioned, I, I felt like I went from the ivory tower to uh, brown bag lunches and, 
and but man, I learned so much and and the relationships along the way of people that I knew, you know, knew and trusted in me, and they they began joining that company over over time. You know, at first I was criticized for for what are you doing? Why are you leaving? You know, an organization that you know you started your career with, you're doing well, and uh, I wasn't happy. You know, I, I wasn't happy, and, and I got criticized for a while. But my phone, funny enough, it started to ring more and more over time. We started to make some news and uh, uh, publicly, and some really cool news in the industry. And and all of a sudden, the, my phone's ringing, <laughs> and, uh, and a lot of those people are still there today, which is really cool. And right. I think there's there's uh, well over 600 people at that at that company today. That's and, awesome. Uh, yeah, yeah, a lot a lot of good folks. And that's, uh, you know, I'm going to brag on you for a minute here, man. I mean, you're, you're kind of a big deal, <laughs> you know, the fact that, uh, you know, not one, but two, you know, without going into too much detail, uh, you know, you've been a, a major part of, of two substantial companies uh, that you have, uh, that you have, you know, essentially sold, but obviously can't go into too much detail there. But, um, you know, what a, what a cool story, you know, that you took that risk and that it paid off in the end. And uh, you were ultimately able to, you know, sell. And now, you know, you work in, in, the, uh, in the mortgage industry still. And uh, I imagine, you know, you're, you're, you're able to, to work because you want to, you know, versus working because you have to. And uh, that's an awesome place to be. And I think that's a place that a lot of our listeners, you know, strive to reach. Yes. It's never easy, but you know, this is all, this is all I really know outside of, uh, and what I do know it's, it's, uh, it's, it's not farming. Farming is not easy. And, uh, you know, there's a glory, you know, we see a lot of shows that may, you know, that have ranchers and all that stuff. And it's glory. It, it is fun. I'll tell you, but there are a lot of things that uh, I don't know that when I go back and I love to go back and help, but I'm, I am definitely a, a, I'm definitely towing on someone's pant leg. Let's put it that way. If something goes wrong, I throw my hands up. I, I don't know what to do. But uh, outside of making make it a call, but yeah, mortgage banking is what I know and what I enjoy. I can't imagine doing anything else, Jared. And and uh, you know, if, you know, work is a is a big playground. You yeah, know, as long as that. as long as we can create, be creative, uh, surround ourselves with really really cool people, and uh, you know, that equals some pretty darn good freedom. Yeah, so much fun, man. Well, I think you're uh, you're a humble guy, and uh, you're you're a lot more uh, you know a lot more than um, you know than than you uh, than you uh, would would tell people that that you know, and that's just out of out of humility. So, uh, hey, I want to ask you real quick about uh, speaking of uh, you know doing things for fun, uh, barbecue. I know uh, you're a, a huge fan of barbecue, and I know that your grill probably gets more action than a lot of the rest of ours <laughs> or smoker. So uh, how long have you been uh, a uh, barbecue extraordinaire there? As long as I can remember. <laughs> and, and that's that all the way back to being a kid, you know, grilling over a campfire, you know, which was, which was fun. It's, it's probably the first place I technically grilled. And then, uh, you know, I was a member of a fraternity and loved to, we had a great big fire pit that we built outside and, and, uh, you know, I was one of the chefs out there, out there working and, and enjoying every minute of it, along with some other, some of the other, uh, other guys, but really as long as I can remember Jared and, and, 
you know, whether it's my, you know, I've got a, I got a few different barbecues around here and, and, uh, but my love really, uh, is really smoking, you know, the different, di different things you can do with that. And, and, uh, and Hey, it's being outside. I mean, my, my grill literally goes every single weekend and, uh, I love to fire it up. It's being outside. Even if it's a little chilly, we're fortunate being in Texas, both you and I, weather isn't quite as, uh, rough on us like it will be in uh, where I grew up in South Dakota or the, the Northern Plains. It gets a little, gets a little rough barbecue in there. Is that right? So speaking of South Dakota, you still have a farm out there to this day. Is that right? Yeah. Family, family farm, uh, Duhame Farms and uh, fortunate to be able to go up there and, and do some things that we normally wouldn't be doing. And, uh, you know, here in the, the city folk and uh, when my kids were growing up, they loved going up there. I mean, they're outside just like we were, you know, they weren't playing video games. They're outside. Yeah. Love it. Whatever mischief they could get into and all the way as they got older, riding, you know, motorcycles and, and, uh, and four wheelers and doing all that fun stuff. You can go outside getting dirty, you know, that they loved it. Even my uh, city slicker wife from New York, she, uh, she still likes to go up there and visit today. It's just a different life. How often do you guys in a normal year, um, you know, when, when travel is less restricted, uh, how often do you guys get out there? Oh, as much as possible, yeah. you know, and, and at least a couple times a year. And uh, it, it's fun. You know, it, it's fun. And we spend some time. It's an easy flight. And believe it or not, it's only an hour and a half, hour and 45 minutes and uh, direct. So that's it, it just makes it real easy. Otherwise, it's a 12 hour drive. And I've done that before. Love it. Love it. So uh, breaking business barriers were, you said episode 86. Yeah. 86. That's awesome, man. And uh, in, in going on two years, I believe you said. Yep. Uh, so I imagine you've had some, uh, some, some interviews that really stand out uh, over that time. Some really fun interviews. Yeah, there, there have been Jared and, and um, you know, I think all of them are unique in their own way. You know, we, we used to edit and, throw some music on the, on the bumpers, on the front side and the back side and really made a decision. I like it raw, you know, and, and I think it's, you know, it's not a commercial really started this for one reason. And one reason only is uh, we get to meet cool people. Yeah. And, and what I mean by meeting cool people, they don't have to be famous. You know, our, our last episode, we had someone that's famous, you know, Tiger King. So if you haven't heard that one, folks, you, you definitely want to tune into episode 85 because that was uh um, that was pretty cool. And, and Jared, uh, brought on that particular guest, but you know, it, there's been so many, uh, whether it's local business or whether it's an aspiring entrepreneur that's in high school or college, you know, real people. And, um, you know, it's also led me to some places I never thought I'd be. One of which I've mentioned on this podcast before is in, in a, uh, in a, uh, highest security prison in California, Thanks to Steve Sims, he we volunteered to go in there for a day, and I won't get into it, but it was eye-opening. In fact, it was scary. In fact, I've had uh, two people that uh, were housed there for their for their um, for their crimes that have been on breaking business barriers. One of which today is a business owner. Um, both of which are on the straight and narrow. One is giving back into the into and helping people when they come out of prison. But amazing folks, you know, and authors and, you know, we try to keep it real. You and I are, are really, we, our goal is to have real people. <clears throat> they don't have to be uh, extraordinarily, 
you know, they don't have to be well, well known. It's, but they can relate to people that uh, maybe are thinking about opening their own business or maybe opening another business or, you know, they're, they're toiling with that, their own fork in the road because there are plenty of forks in the road. I know you've had, you've had that one big one that I know of. I've been part of your life because with that, but um, yeah, a lot, a lot of cool people, a lot of, a lot of cool uh, guest hosts, you know, and we'll, we'll continue to do it. I, I have no intention on uh, ever, ever you or I turning, turning this, uh, you know, into a crumpled piece of paper and, you know, it's too fun. It's fun. Yeah. Well, I've had a blast with it and I, you know, just really appreciate you allowing me to help out and, um, you know, help recruit people for the show. And I've just had so much fun. It's just, you know, it's so much, it's so amazing to learn just how humble, uh, so many successful people are. Um, I was listening to another podcast, uh, yesterday and they had a gentleman on who you know, was hugely successful and uh, the host asked him, he said, what, you know, what keeps you going? You know, what, how do you hold it all together? And he said, gratitude. You know, he said, waking up in the morning and realizing that, you know, I'm lucky to be alive. I'm lucky to live in a great nation. You know, I'm lucky to have basic rights. I'm lucky to be able to flip on a faucet and have water come out. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that type of humility, that type of gratitude is something that I just tremendously enjoy uh, from you and from the guests on our on our podcast here. So uh, it's it's been a blast for me. Yeah, that's cool you say that. I mean, yeah, humility is a big deal, you know. And you know, the first thing that uh, I was taught this by uh, my my parents, or at least my mother for sure. You know, the first thing you put on every day is your smile. Yeah. You know, and and you can wear it every day, and you should. So. Yeah. You know, I think that goes along with humility and, and uh, you know, make, making friends, not enemies, you know, in love relationships, because uh, life, life is quick and uh, let's make the best of it when we're, uh, when we're doing our tour of duty. I love it. Brent, as we wind down here, um, you know, you've had an amazing career, amazing life story here. Um, what are, do, do any funny stories come to mind? You know, anything that you've encountered, you know, over the years, it can be work-related, personal. I just, I always love to hear uh, some, some humor. All right. Yeah, you're, you're sticking to our script, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, here's something that, you know, and I, I just think real life, you know, I mean, we make fun of ourselves. That's okay. So here a few weeks ago, my father-in-law was getting a, a hip replacement. And, uh, and the hospital that he was having that done is just a, a matter of five minutes from, from our home here in Frisco, Texas. And, and so I, you know, I jumped out of the shower, threw a new pair of sweatpants on. It was early in the morning. I had to bring something to my, my wife. Um, so I, I run over there, drive over there in my truck, and I jump out of my truck. And, and uh, right, right near the front entrance of the hospital, there are people coming and going. You know, of course, everyone's got their mask on, doing all that. And, you know, I put the mask on, and I jump out of my truck. And I, I guess I didn't, didn't know it at the time because I was in a hurry to get over there. And those new sweatpants are a little bit too big and they ended up around my ankles. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And I wasn't the only one that saw it. Trust me. <laughs> and uh, I pulled them, you know, I looked down, laughed at myself and thought, well, there's going to be some other people noticing because it was a pretty busy place. Pull, pulled them back up, kind of held on to them. And as my mother-in-law was coming out to get whatever I was delivering, um, I didn't tell her at the time, but I told her, I told my wife and, and my mother-in-law afterwards, and they got a pretty good kick out of it. So, hey, it happens. 
<laughs> daylight, yeah. daylight. Down there, down there went. But uh, my bloomers were in full view. So if you get asked uh, to tell a story about a time when you got caught with your pants down, you have a literal, a literal story there. Good spin. Yes, that's for sure. Too funny, man. Right on, right on. Well, yeah. As we, as we wrap things up, you know. Jared, I've never been on this side of the mic, and you said, hey, let's go for it. And, and again, as we, uh, we finish a year that's been full of challenge and tribulations for lots of folks, and, and uh, there are a lot of people out there suffering in ways they would never have dreamed, you know, nine months ago, you know, whether it's job loss or uh, losing, losing people to the, you know, the, in the pandemic because of the pandemic, and just those things that mount up, you know, and and uh, but there's also great, great things out there that we see people that are super positive. And and I think if we have enough of those people around us, you know, and, and first of all, it starts with us and uh, being being positive. And and I think it, we've garnered new relationships, you know, via via the podcast and, and whatever else that uh, we're doing in our day to day work lives. But it's, it's been been pretty cool. And, and again, as I mentioned early on. A lot of great guests we have. I don't even, I don't, we're probably getting close to 10 guests already lined up yet here for pre, uh, soon to be recorded uh, podcasts and shows yeah. and stuff. So that'll, that'll be pretty cool. But uh, yeah, man, I, pre, I, I appreciate the kind words, probably way too kind, you know, but, um, but, you know, it, it's been fun. And I look forward to as we uh, continue, uh, continue working on breaking business barriers and doing what, what it is that we do and, and looking forward to making more new friends and being in new places once we can finally get out and spread our wings uh, a little bit more here in 2021. Well, I want to thank you for what you do. I know that, you know, as you mentioned, you don't do this. Uh, you've had opportunities to monetize the show and you do this truly to help people. And uh, I just want to thank you for that. And I've uh, really enjoyed having you on your own show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, cool, man. Well, you're uh, and I enjoy having you on. Can't say that enough. And and I think we uh, we we do a little pitter patter back and forth, and we have some fun with it. And and we'll continue. Uh, you know, we'll continue having some cool people on. Maybe make a few mistakes along the way. But uh, you know, I like the fact that we don't edit it. I I just I don't know why I'm so steadfast on that. But no edits. It's not all prettied up. And uh, not to say that it won't ever. But but uh, it's just raw and it is what it is. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big fan. All right, my brother. All right, is is good uh, good seeing you as we do at least once a week for sure. And uh, you know, as we uh, as we wrap it up again, this is episode number 86 of Breaking Business Barriers with Brent Duhame and Jared Ty. And whatever you do, it is it is definitely onward and upward. <laughs>